There it is, like Carmelo on the hammer dunk. Way to fill the lane, Yak. You were picking him up and putting him down, just blowing by guys in midcourt who didn't want it as badly as you did. You shut the hell up. And you posed the left hand behind the head. That was old school. Say that you remember, party that's it in September, party No doubt in our mind that you were going to demand this. As a matter of fact, PK, check my timeline. I tweeted it at Yach last night so he would remember. I'm not going to lie, I forgot though in time. <laughs> but you saw the tweet this morning, right? Yeah. And there and it is. We got this over here, and we got rap over there. Different Which strokes for different folks, PK. You can't yeah, explain I'm it. I'm choosing this one over here every time, and so are my guys, Earth, Wind, and Fire. This not only doesn't ruin my day, this makes my day. There was controversy over the body ah. One of the guys said, what the bleep is that? He said, don't ever let anything get in the way of the groove. And that has been my philosophy my entire life. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing gets in the way of the groove. Or anything. (laughs) We're all uncomfortable. I know. My young friend Braden Hammond chose this day to get married because of this tune. Oh yeah! <laughs> so happy anniversary to Braden. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven Yow. five and twelve eighty. The zone. The question of the morning. The news of the Pac-12 returning to play continues to trickle out. There's some issues, which conference schools are ready to go, which need an extra week or two, which are just digging their heels against the whole thing. Are they going to be back October 24, October 31, November 7, later than that? What should the Utes do? Utah Jazz take note, says they should play BYU. Ah, Play football. A non-conference game, PK. Will the Pac-12 be interested in that? At $5 million per game on their broadcast network, you would think if they could set up a non-conference game, they might be up for that. Really, the Mountain West is probably the only place to go there. Everybody else has played theirs or isn't playing theirs, but there might be some Mountain West teams to schedule with, or more likely, it'll be conference only. Do you know what happened on this day 24 years ago? 24 years ago today, September 21, 1996. Can't say that I do. Oh, it was a beautiful night in Pac-10 history. The owners of, I think, a 28-game winning streak had not been shut out in 50, 60 years or something. The Nebraska Cornhuskers had the audacity to venture into Tempe, Arizona. 19 nothing, And the Devils beat them. I think that was the score on the way to an undefeated Pac-10 season. Yes, 19 to nothing. Tore down the goalpost. Paraded down Mill Avenue. 
I was there in spirit. It was awesome. <laughs> Instead, in literal, I was working another crappy deck shift for the watchdog. <laughs> <laughs> Home is where the winds are. That's the uh, Rose Bowl team, and they started with five straight games in Tempe. No reason to leave if you don't have to. Yeah, all their games at 70-some thousand. And I have to hear, well, they down. everyone, the attendance is down. I say BS. Attendance is down, but you roll out a team like they had, and all of a sudden attendance isn't down. 74,000, now their stadium is like basically 25,000 less than that. I don't buy attendance is down. Attendance is down if you're not good enough, and they haven't been good enough. People will come, Ray. Most definitely they will come. <laughs> Field and, of dreams. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, the, the the first opportunity, we're not going to have it for a while where stadiums can be full. I think locally we'll have them. I think we'll have them in every stadium uh, from Logan down to Provo. And people are excited about it. So for the Utes, I think you got to look out for number one. I've always believed you got to look out for number one because if you don't, nobody else will. Expect somebody else to look out for you. They'll look out for you. As long as it doesn't take away from themselves. Once it becomes between you and them. It's you. Believe me, I've been told. I'm not falling on the sword for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to love the honesty. You always say you can handle the truth. I can handle the truth. Yeah. I Kurt, may not like it, but I can handle it. Curtis says, play October 24th and try to be eligible for the college football playoff if possible. 24th would leave him a chance to play nine games before the selection committee has a date made. Can Oregon, who seems to be the team that most people are looking for, they've recruited the most four-star athletes, they're the defending conference champ, they got a lot of guys back, although they've lost their quarterback to the NFL and he looked good yesterday, and they've had at least one other key player opt out, but I think more players than that have opted out. How many, how they, many Ducks yeah, have they, opted they, out? There's at least two. Two? Okay. Two projected big-time players, so... Yeah, the playoff, uh, I wouldn't necessarily worry about that. Because if you play nine games in the Pac-12, you're going to have to go 10-0 and 0 to get in. Because there's a bias against it. And they're going to be the last team to catch a break. Yeah, I believe that. And, and the bias now more than ever. I think it's been yeah. visible the last couple years. But being the last to return, it's like, oh, they don't take it seriously. They're not that good. Right. And so now, I think I think the reputation of the Pac-12 has never been lower. It's like right now, it's uh, we ought to call it the uh, Pac uh, or the uh, Big Ten out west, the Big Ten far west. I mean, it just seems like they're playing follow the leader. They don't even have the stones to be on their own. That's why I would love to see Utah and whoever it might be just say, "Hey, we're ready to go here." And yeah, we may have to stop. And there may be health issues and all that stuff. And then, and, and you adjust accordingly. Uh, as we've seen, games stop. So, um, and that's the reality of this situation. High school games stop. But that doesn't mean you can't not try. And to be sitting on the sidelines because somebody else doesn't want to go, screw them. I guess we just don't think the same as conference leaders. But when you got 12 teams spread across... 
uh, I'm going to mess this up. How many would it? Six, seven states? No, six states. Twelve teams across six states and two time zones. It makes sense that not everybody could go at the same time. And at $5 million per game, when people are having layoffs and they're having furloughs and there's budget cuts all over the place, if you could play a game, why not play a game? And especially play a game early and knowing maybe these will be the teams that won't be able to play in three weeks and the other guys will be able to play them. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So get a game. And they're the only conference that has two teams that flip-flop time zones. How about that? <laughs> Arizona. That's <laughs> true. Now they're lined up with the mountain. Now they're lined up with the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, these people are suffering, losing jobs. I think you got to look out for yourself. And who who knows what's going to be out there? And at least get. Get the guys back in and, and, and terms of start moving toward it. Why not? Why not take advantage of it? If you are able to get out there and you can do some stuff that is real football starting today, why not? Didn't you say last night on TV that the Devils are going to have – is the helmets on today or later this week? I think they – well, listen to Herm. They, they, start, they do a thing on – a lot of programs do it like a Thursday night thing. I think the Utes do it, what, Tuesdays? where they go to a local establishment, they're bringing the coach in. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not obviously going to the local establishment, but they started it last week, and so it was basically a podcast. Tim Healy is their uh, radio guy. He's in the 23rd year or something. And so they would do it at a local restaurant slash bar somewhere over in Tempe. Well, this past week they started it where Healy did it at home, and he had Herm, I don't know, Herm was either at the office or home, and they had him on for an hour. So I'm at the gym, you know, you're looking for different stuff to kill time, and I've got it on. I'm listening to it. Obviously, I'm interested, and he was talking about that. And so this was the Thursday. I listened to it over the weekend, Saturday at the gym, and he was saying that Monday, they, which was today, obviously, that they were looking to put helmets on, something they hadn't done since early March because uh, Herm starts uh, spring ball in February. His idea is you can get more NFL folks, and they're all about this NFL thing. We'll see if it flies. All about uh, getting the NFL people to come out to their practices at a time when they don't have much to do. And then he also viewed if they, uh, if you have injuries, you have a longer time to rehab. And plus with the weather, obviously they could be outside much easier. So they did get in. I can't remember how many spring practices, but they did get in a few compared to some others. I think the Utes maybe have got in three. A lot of teams didn't get in any. So they haven't had those helmets on. So he's talking about putting helmets on. I say just do it. And if you, if you have to adjust, adjust. I mean, we're we just going to sit in our basements forever here? No, we're already not sitting in our basements. Miles driven her up. Air pollution is up. We're already out of our basements. That's, yeah, that's been evolving. I feel good I mean, about having more air pollution. That just means <laughs> we're getting back to normal. <laughs> Alan says everyone's talking about a Pac-12 team being college football playoff eligible. And then he's got the laughing, crying emoji. Not once, not twice, not three times, but nine times. He went full LeBron Miami Heat Dwayne Wade on us. They can't even get eligible in a normal year. How are they going to make the college football playoff when they play to two to three less games than the SEC? Well, That's number one, games. number one, you're on to something there, Alan. Uh, but number two, it could be different with the SEC because the league that used to play six times a year, now they've got eight conference games, and they have just 
dug in their heels against the ninth. Suddenly they're playing a tenth. So are we going to have a bunch of seven and three teams and uh, no SEC runner-up? Uh, I would be surprised, but possible. You never know. You don't. Can Oregon but I don't think or the USC should be ruling against their uh, decisions for or against. That, that's great if you get it, but I don't know that that's the deciding factor. I wouldn't think it is because I would think 10 of the 12. Well, first off, I don't know if any of the presidents are thinking that. But 10 of the 12 schools would really seem to have about a .01% chance of going to the playoffs. Maybe Oregon or SC could pull it off. Which is no different than any other year. I agree. I agree. So it seems to me like the driving force should be how do we get in as many games as possible, the TV contract, uh, limit the financial damage to the department, and play as many games as possible so teams are developing and whoever can develop into something next year, you guys get those games under their belt. It would seem like those are a couple okay, things they yeah, should that, be doing. That's, that's, th- there's a hundred reasons. And though the reasons you just listed are legitimate, the well-being, the mental well-being of these kids, because a lot of it, this is their identity, and you're taking their identity away. And, you know, I saw it with uh, a freshman in high school last spring. The identity was to be a freshman in high school, and that was taken away. And attitudes and work ethics and all that stuff just plummeted to where a, a person who had received a 3.8, a 3.8 in the first semester barely passed when they did the thing online, and the passing was 45%. So clearly there was an issue there. It wasn't a lack of intelligence. You don't go from a 3.8 down to a 46% in a manner of two, three months because you lose intelligence. It doesn't work that way. Sense of purpose, social yeah, interactions, you, you, there's a whole list of I things. Stuff that I can't even figure out because I'm dumb anyway. I'm <laughs> yeah. certainly not a but that do- doctor and all that. That story's not a one-off. I mean, that's being felt all across society, different age groups, elementary school, junior high, high school, but it's being felt among adults who've been laid off, adults who aren't going into the office and having the normal interaction. I mean, this is this is rocking a lot of people. Yeah, and it works for me not having, I don't like interaction with people, so I'm fine. <laughs> You're the outlier. Uh, but, the- uh, to, to, you know, I was thinking about this uh, these are student athletes. That, that's great. It's up to them whether they want to be student athletes or not. It's not up to the university and all. It's up to the individual on how much he or she wants to put into academics. Uh, the thing about it, uh, you know, they go there with the idea of they have dreams of the NFL. Why, why couldn't they pursue the, the NFL? When I, when I first heard sports talk radio, it was like 1980, 81. It was on for two hours at night from 10 to midnight. I dreamed of being a sports talk show host. I thought, wow, that's really that, – that's got my name all over it. I wanted as a kid to be third base for the Dodgers, and that obviously didn't materialize. But I thought sports radio – why couldn't I dream of that? Why can't we let these kids dream and work towards being an NFL football player? And if you take away football – I'm wondering, would a kid like Cody Barden and Terrell Burgess, who weren't really that high going into their senior years and end up with great senior years that get themselves drafted and are now today in the NFL, and so if we don't play football, are we denying, even if it's one or two, get an opportunity that they could flourish and maybe they don't. Maybe they still make it either way. We don't know. I can't answer that. But all I know is Barton and Burgess were not thought of as being second-day draft picks in August, and there they were in April, and 
what that's when they were called and today they're on nfl teams we all watched barton play last night and make a big hit on a, a kickoff team dj and pk it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone everything we've been talking about in this show including a really interesting day in the nfl coming up next stay with us Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Left side, Newton's going to run the ball. He gets hit, he flipped up in the air. He doesn't get there. Clock ticks down. It's all zeros. What a play by the Seahawks defense. They throw their helmets. They are going nuts on the field. Cam Newton, the first time tonight, I believe they've stopped him dead in his tracks, and I believe it was Bobby Wagner who got there to do it. What an end to what a game. The Seahawks win 35-30 to over the Patriots. Wow. DJ PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Seattle and New England playing the thriller. Cam Newton hit in the backfield. You know, a lot has been made about the play call, and Cam didn't really get rolling. But, you know, there's a replay angle. They got a camera, and it's always on this little lift, so it's like 10 feet in the air, and it drives up and down the sideline. They use it at college and pro games. You've probably seen it at uh, Uton Cougar games, uh, maybe Aggie games too. And that angle, PK, shows how many Seahawks got across the line of scrimmage. They, <laughs> that's, that's where with a little deception, a little play action have worked because that was going to be really hard. And there were so many guys, how are you going to block them all? And they got to Cam Newton before he even got close to the goal line. Well, everybody and their dog knew what was going to happen because Cam Newton is a big guy. He looked good. I'm glad to see it. He's always been one of my favorite players. I like to watch quarterbacks who are really good. And I thought he was ready to just blossom and then it curtailed. But now he's back and they're going to look like they can win some ball games this year. But, yeah, I think that it was a predictable play call. And it was either one of two things, I guess three if you want to go up the middle, but he was likely to go – either side and so yeah Seattle knew I mean Collinsworth was talking about it we all expected it uh, I, I think they in they may have blown it earlier they had a timeout and they didn't use it and so then they used it down there with just a couple of seconds if they used it earlier maybe they could have gotten you say everything played out the same and Harry catches that ball at the one with about 15, 20 seconds to go, and maybe you can spike it and have a shot at two plays. You know, obviously the first one would have had to have been some form of a pass play. So it's always interesting to see how play or teams and coaches use their timeouts, and it seemed like they should have used it earlier because then they put themselves in a predictable position. Seattle made the play, man. It was, it was a great, entertaining game. To me, so they don't have the jacked-upness, so to speak, about college football right now. The NFL is filling the void and been filling the void very, very well. I watched a lot of games on my NFL Sunday ticket yesterday. 
Did you see any of Minnesota and Indianapolis? Because although I don't think Minnesota is a top-tier team, and obviously they got beat by Green Bay week one, and Green Bay looking good again, a bad quarter against Detroit, and then they just rolled after the first quarter. Uh, but that was, uh, what, 11 of 26 for Cousins? I'd have to get the box court. No, yeah, 11 of 26 for 113 yards, three picks. That is a horrific performance. It is, but it just shows you the desperate nature for quarterbacks. Uh, I always thought he was okay, but 25, 30 years from now, I don't think I'm going to remember Kirk Cousins at all. No, but the two quarterbacks in that game, Kirk Cousins and Phillip Rivers, both uh, I view them both as guys who can get your team to the playoffs as often as not. They can't carry it. It's not a guarantee you're a playoff team. But I think, well, I think they both have multiple playoff experience. I know Rivers does. Uh, I have to check Cousins. Yeah, but that time has come. I mean, as I'm saying, he's okay. Yeah. But I, he's not going to go down as anything nope. special. No. Nope. I mean, Fran Targenton ain't walking through that door for the Vikings. <laughs> Thank you. Ben Roethlisberger, I know he had the elbow surgery missed all last year, and we were all curious what it was going to look like when he throws the ball. I mean, if you didn't know he had elbow surgery, you wouldn't know. He was just flinging it all over the place. I think that already you can start anticipating in a postseason, now they got to stay healthy, right? And there were certainly a lot of injuries yesterday. The Niners got hit really hard, but Saquon Barkley looked like his ACL for the Giants. The Broncos had a quarterback injury and had to switch quarterbacks. Uh, the Niners had injuries all over the field. Um, Bosa's probably the biggest one, but quarterback, running back, other guys too. So injuries could derail it, but Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Kansas City, you can already start anticipating playoff matchups. I don't know which of those teams will match up or how it'll play out, but they look good. And in the league, when seven teams are going, it's hard to believe that those three aren't going to be in the mix. Uh, I don't know that KC looked good, but they're 2-0. and Looked good when they had to. They did not look good the way you think 35, 40 points put on a show. That wasn't that kind of performance for them. But struggling, down by 11, and they got back and got it to OT and won it. And they played a rookie quarterback making his first start. Yep. Monday Night Football tonight, it's the Raiders and the Saints. The Saints trying to get to 2-0. The Raiders also trying to get to 2-0 after winning at Carolina Week 1. And we get to see the new stadium in Vegas. See what kind of bells and whistles they've got there. It doesn't really feel like the debut, though, until the place is packed and you oh, see no, how it sounds. And right. It's almost like a dress rehearsal. You know, you're not, you're not going to opening night. This is the dress rehearsal. Yeah. Not the real yeah. deal. I think we saw that with the, uh, the L.A. stadium. Yep. And so it'll be the same type of uh, situation here with Vegas. All right, we talked some football. We talked about the Cowboys wiping out. They, they were down 20 to nothing, and they were down 15 with uh, six minutes to go. And then with five minutes to go, the former Bingham High minor, Dalton Schultz, with the touchdown catch. And the Cowboys come back and win it. How do you not jump on that ball after nine yards? Why do you let the Cowboys have a shot at it? Messed up that onside kick. Come on, Atlanta. Well, as Jimmy Buffett once sang, I don't know. I don't know. NBA Anthony Davis at the buzzer for the win. Plumley, you didn't have to switch. That wasn't a screen. What are we doing? You can't leave AD wide open. But there he was. Wide open. 
and he hit the shot. He was great down the stretch. AD hit a bunch of shots down the stretch. Jokic carried the Nuggets down the stretch with their last 12 points. The Stars came up big for Denver, but uh, don't turn it over 19 times and don't miss so many free throws because the Lakers, they made. The, I think the Lakers missed one free throw in that game. That's big. Yeah. In a two-point game, yeah. In a two-point game, that was huge. And did you know that Allie LaForce, she works for Turner, she interviewed Anthony Davis out on the floor after the game? Did you know that? I did. And did you know that Allie LaForce is married to Joseph Smith? I did. I knew she was married. I didn't know her husband's name. Joseph Smith. He's a big league pitcher, I think, with Houston. Oh, really? Yeah, go look it up. One of the Houston cheaters. You do realize there's think, a guy on the uh, Padres that's named David Bednar, right? I don't think pitching was a cheater. I think it was hitting. Were they were pitchers who were banging on drums helping out? I mean, I get it was the batters. Oh, they, had, they had an intern. Come on. He's a relief pitcher. He's out in the bullpen. Oh, he's minding his own business. He's innocent. <laughs> don't drag Allie into this. <laughs> yes. But he knew and he didn't say anything. He ate it and abetted. And did you know that press secretary who's Kaylee, what's her name, McEnany? Uh, she's married to a big league pitcher also. Well, there you go. Pitches for Tampa. Well, I'm glad we cleared that all up. All right, as long as we're talking baseball now, nice transition. Thank you, PK. Uh, the streaks, the White Sox missed the playoffs 11 in a row, 11 years in a row. They are in. They snapped the streak. It was the fourth longest streak in baseball. The Padres have missed 13 in a row. They're in. The Marlins have missed 16 in a row, the second longest streak. Now, the Marlins are sitting fifth in the National League. They have not clinched yet, but they are in position to snap that streak. The Mariners have the longest streak at 18 years in a row, and they're, they're not going to make it. So if you clinch one of these newfangled wildcard berths, do you break out the champagne? Uh, realistically, probably. Hopefully, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's baseball tradition going back to when it took 154 games and you had to win the 18 league and then you celebrated it because you're going to the World Series. So then they started celebrating winning 16 divisions and then there were eight playoff teams and then there were 10 and now there's 16. So if the Dodgers go to the World Series, they should be buying champagne in bulk. <laughs> okay, do you just use like. Water in the first round, soda in the second round. You know, you kind of slowly, uh, slowly. Does like mineral water get mixed in here at some? Point? Maybe if you'd like, if you'd like that, you want a little. What are you? Are you a Perrier guy? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> San Pellegrino's pretty good though. Oh, the San Pelli. All about the San Pelli. So I'm in the the Bulls locker room when they win the 1991 NBA Finals, mm-hmm. and they literally had guys putting coins into the soda machines to get root beer and whatnot to toss and pour over that's people's heads. So, that's so gross. I know. And you know what? I probably would have done it. <laughs> As some guy who's just running in circles on a high school basketball team, the thought of making it to college, making it to the NBA, making it to the playoffs and winning it all, yeah. But root beer is just... If you've ever spilled a soda or root beer or something, the root cleanup like got to be the it, stickiest thing. Yeah, out and it's there. just sticky, and it doesn't matter how many times you wipe it down; you never clean it. But in that moment, who cares? Shake that yeah. thing up and just soak yuck. Who cares? They were asking guys for quarters, and in that situation, you know, normally there's a ten minute cooling off period, but the situation was the media got to go in while the game was still going on, 
and they had those little towels, the white towels there. So I saw one of the white towels, <laughs> and I actually used it as a covering over my uh, head and face. So I was prepared for all the champagne being sprayed all over the place. And then when it was out, onto the vending machine. Yeah, and I saw, I literally saw root beer being poured That's funny. on people. You know, they, they weren't coming up to somebody like me. I'm, I'm a nobody working in a suburban newspaper. Uh, and I was a young kid at the time. And the funny thing is that I had Bulls locker room and they wanted in get in five games. So every all the other games, I just stood outside the locker room and their security. And then they say, "Okay, it's open. Go in." Well, that game five, I'm standing there, and I got down there with about six, seven minutes to go in the game. I'm just standing there, standing there by myself. And this, and the guard at the door says, "Are you? Your I see your credential hanging around your neck. Are you here to cover?" Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, well, "Do you want to go in the locker room?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, why are you standing here? We're letting everybody in." And I didn't know it, nah. but all the all the folks who were in it, because it's the first time I'd been in that situation, a game right. clincher, NBA Finals. So I walk in the locker room, and there's tons of media already in there. <laughs> I didn't know that you, they would let you in early, and I don't want to break any rules and get myself in trouble. In fact, I still have the credentials. I saved them, and they, they just totally butchered my last name every time. They were just handwritten. That's how... Uh, how far things have come. Yeah, yeah. Somebody had just written my name and they had basically although if you sound it out it shouldn't be that difficult but they had a bunch of i's and n's where they didn't go but i still have them still have the credentials i've saved them uh saved them all these years expect the uh celtics to come back now that you've seen them win a game oh absolutely they're gonna come back are they gonna win the series i don't know but are they gonna come back and make it competitive yes well, they've already put the stakes in Game 4. At 2-1, you got my attention. You're starting to get deep in the series here. Can Miami right the ship or is Boston going to tie it up? Game 4 is Wednesday night. No NBA tonight. They're off tonight. The West plays tomorrow, and that'll be Game 3 in the West uh, with the Lakers up 2-0. And then Game 4 in the East on Wednesday. And they'll take tonight off for Monday Night Football as we watch the Saints and the Raiders. Just as long as my man uh, Hayward has bad games. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt. The one other thing we talked about, uh, BYU, a 15-point favorite. 15-point favorite over Troy, the home opener, Saturday night at 8.30. All right, DJ and PK, you're up to date. When we come back, your feedback. Everything you have to say about today's show coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. John Canzano is with us. With all the changeover in presidents and chancellors across the league over the last 10 years or so, where is Larry Scott's support coming from? Yeah, he's lost a ton of support. When the presidents 10 years ago were told, hey, you're going to get $20 million a year in your media rights deal, they went, great, that's awesome. They weren't looking over at the SEC and going, wait a minute, they're getting $30 million? I think the new guard presidents have a better understanding. I don't think Larry's got the support to get an extension. I think it's evident when they do those Zoom videos or conference calls Back in the day, it was Larry up front by himself. Not anymore. They're putting doctors alongside of him, other ADs alongside of him. That tells me they don't have confidence in him, and I think they will make a change. The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
you know, in my lifetime, I don't remember a quarterback that can throw and run read options and then line up at tight end. Uh, this guy's a, a, a weapon. He's a special teams demon. He can be the personal protector on the punt team. He's a great football player. You know, a lot of guys call it, he's a football player. This guy's a football player. He can play anywhere on the football field. And you got to be aware of number seven because he can ruin the game. And they have a great package to keep us off his scent. You know, you just can't prepare for him for anything. He's, 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 he's a football player. <laughs> John Gruden, Raiders coach, in advance of Raiders Saints, the Monday night football game tonight. He's talking about Taysom Hill. And what is Taysom Hill, PK? He's a backup quarterback. He's a football player. He's a football player. He well, clearly, Taysom, he clearly got it, into it there. <laughs> he's an unbelievable athlete. We've been saying that for years. There's no question about it. But I do think there's other guys that are uh, just too good at quarterback, but they could play other positions. He's a football player. That's a good drop. Save that. You know, actually, he's just uh, an, an unbelievable athlete is what he is who happens to be playing football. Perfect to put him in there as a personal protector and run fake punts. Let's go. Let's make it happen. I think he's been underutilized, man, because his athletic ability is so incredible. He literally might be the greatest athlete ever to play football at BYU. Not the greatest football player, but the greatest athlete to play football at BYU. And, you know, when you're a kid, you put your best athlete at quarterback usually, and so he just played it all along. But... He might be a better, well, I guess we'll never know, but he might be a better tight end. He might be a better linebacker. I mean, what couldn't he play outside of the interior line, which is determined by size? You know, really, C- could he play cornerback? I mean, he's very big for a cornerback, but maybe a safety? Uh, that wouldn't oh, surprise safe, me. Safety and linebacker, that doesn't yeah. seem very surprising. Say, say he's got 4-4 four, four speeds so that would fit right in, I think. Yeah, of course. This guy is truly amazing. And I think he's being underutilized. The, the Saints, when they use these gadget plays or trick plays, whatever, they, and he gets a lot of run, but he doesn't really have a major impact, as much of an impact on the games that he actually can have. And I guess now that he's a backup quarterback, and you're paying him as such. you got to protect him a little bit, especially with Breeze being hurt last year and already over 40 you know, who knows? So it's almost like he's too good now. He's too valuable at quarterback to put him at these other spots. Uh, he's still on special teams, I think. We'll watch tonight and see what they have him doing. But I'm I'm amazed. He'll still be doing special teams. I'm amazed at how much they put him out there, given that he is the backup quarterback. I don't think they put him out there enough. Worried about injury. All right, time for your feedback. Uh, but that was John Gruden. We thought. Yeah, but the funny thing is, they're not worried about injury to him. They're worried about injury to Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. Uh, let's see. We've got. Uh, <laughs> uh, the question of the day. As news of the Pac-12 returning to play continues, there may be issues with some conference schools, even as others may want to play as early as October 24th or 31st. What should Utah do? And Jeff says, is the Big 12 accepting new members? Get aggressive. Switch leagues. No, they're not accepting new members, though. 
But thanks, Jeff. Well, yeah, well, what's, who's on the table as far as being new members? I mean, it's not like a country club. Are they accepting members and you apply and they put you in there? Uh, is it? Uh, although, I got to say, uh, you know, we were at Hidden Valley last week for uh, the Solid Community College fundraiser that we do every year. Right. And I went uh, afterward, I went to the bathroom in the locker room, and a prospective new member, he's doing very well for himself. And that's Jimmy Balderson, the old basketball player at BYU. Oh, yeah. Saw his picture out on the wall. On the wall, I immediately called the president and said, "You don't want BYU people here." But then it's just a personal bias. So accepting new members, expect I'm going to have to give Jimmy a call. Remember, I, I wrote that good story about him about him serving his mission in the Marshall Islands. So you know, I'm expecting Jimmy to hook me up uh, for some golf. At, Somebody's uh, got Valley. 27 holes he wants to play. <laughs> Not 18. It's Hidden Valley. He wants to play all 27. <laughs> Twice in one day. What would that be? 54? 54. 54 holes in one day. Look at the you go. Hey. I'm going to call him sick for the rest of the week. I was going to say, 18 in the morning, 18 in the afternoon, and 18 at twilight. That's the way that would have to work. You'd have to miss the show that day. I have played 36 before. Uh, Were you gassed? Times. It wasn't bad. No. No. In fact, I did, I did it last year. We went up to Wasatch, and we just felt great afterward, and it was still just a gorgeous fall day. But they, uh, they had high school teams playing, and so we couldn't get back on. So we went a couple miles south and played 18 at uh, Homestead. There you go. It was fun. Draper Ute says, since Stanford fans are staying home anyway, let the team stay home and watch the rest of the Pac-12 play. Yeah, I think you got to go. They're going. It's all about the date now. Yeah, Herm Edwards was uh, on Hatch's station down in Phoenix this morning. And uh, he's, he's been, uh, some of the things that I follow on Twitter, Devil's Digest, uh, retweeting some of the stuff. I'll go and listen to it here in a bit in the gym. Said we're excited the way it's moving. Did not imply the start date of the Pac-12 football season. Hasn't been determined. But uh, Herm, whose all practices are open to the media, makes himself available to the media at a drop of a hat, and uh, he's out there giving interviews, and it sounds like he's thinking for sure. All right, on that note, we are out of here. Hands and Scotty are coming up next. Stay with us.